Hello, Soul Sanctuary. I am so pumped to be with you, even if it's virtually. Good old Winnipeg. My name is Pastor Eric Samuel Tim. I actually live in the lower 48 uh, in Minnesota, which is the lesser part of Canada. I get it, but I am just so excited. I love being with you there at Seoul. I've been many times, for those of you that are new, um, there are a few people that uh, maybe remember me there. Whatever the case, I'm honored and humbled. I love this team. I love Pastor Jerry. Uh, I love that he drinks, you know, coffee with a straw. I never had tried that, but he picked me up at the airport, uh, long story short, and he was drinking his his Starbucks with a straw. And I got to be honest, um, he was he was maybe not quite as environmental as friendly as he could have been because it was plastic, but he was definitely pre-pandemic, you know, COVID social distancing using, uh, you know, a straw rather than, never mind. Okay, I love being there with y'all. I, I love coming to Canada. In fact, I can remember multiple times um, having these experiences that have like just changed, honestly, my life. At Swiss Chalet during the holidays when you know what i'm going to say already you you already are thinking those little you know brochet or their lint chocolates maybe they come in like a gold wrapper because they are literal treasure at the end of the meal uh i love those little suckers uh, now specifically in winnipeg though i gotta be honest probably my favorite uh place in winnipeg to eat is BDI Drive-In. I think it's just Bridge Drive-In or that ice cream place that you gotta wait in line for maybe, you know, at least 30 minutes, sometimes more. I mean, like honestly, there's been 60 minute waits before uh, where the line just goes. And then there's times where God's, you know, providence has been upon me and the sea seems to part and there is like no wait. I just walk up to the front of the line. Um, but I love the Salzburg, okay? The Salzburg ice cream cone is amazing. But I will say this, the I think it's called So, so Much S'more. <laughs> oh, I know, I, I get it. I, get, I see what you're doing there, BDI. So Much S'more. What a great uh, cone that is. The it's just what it is, you know, it's basically a s'more in ice cream form. I love ice cream, period, but I love BDI ice cream. Uh, I love the fact that you are going uh, there uh, soon, but it's probably honestly closed down for the year and maybe because of the pandemic closed down altogether, which makes me, which makes me sad. But I'm here from the US and I just wanna say, you know, from a friend, uh, I miss you all. You've been in this series uh, from a friend. You've been talking through some of the letters that literally have shaped uh, the early church. Uh, scripture that has just become paramount in the way that we interact and the way that we uh, discuss uh, really big topics and then sometimes just simple things that are just practical life advice. All through these writings of Paul, where he has really shaped the local church and local churches in the early, you know, infinite stages or infant stages rather of the church. 
One of the most famous portion of scriptures that you may have been in is in 1 Corinthians 13. Now, if you don't have a Bible, that's okay. Uh, stay at a hotel. There's one in the drawer from the Gideons International of Canada. I guarantee you they put one there. Just take it. They won't mind. Um, they'll probably replace it for you. Just trust me. Uh, but 1 Corinthians 13, there's a really interesting portion of scripture here where Paul starts talking about if I speak of tongues of men and angels, but I have not love, I'm really nothing. He says, if I do all these amazing things and I got love, I gain nothing. And then he goes to really dissect what love is. And really, this way of love, sometimes for me, um, I got to be honest, it's difficult to, it's difficult to do. Love is patient, it's kind, it does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. When there's cracker shrapnel all over the back of the minivan and it looks like a goldfish bomb exploded and there's... Okay, sorry, that's not in there. I'm just talking about the irritable part. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but it rejoices with truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. I love where it says it does not keep record uh, of wrong. Uh, that, that, for me, is very challenging. In fact, you know, if we were going to look at love, I love, uh, there's a Hebrew poem that talks about God's love. God's love, it says this, and let me, let me see if I can do it. Ready? Um, it's a hymn, too. So, if we with ink the ocean fill, or if skies of more, <clears throat> start over. Okay, man, I need us so, I need us so much s'more right now. Um, all right, if we would think the ocean fill or of skies of parchment made and every stock on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole though stretched from sky to sky. If we filled up the ocean with ink and we started to write about God's love in the heavens that were now made of paper and every blade of grass a pen and every single one of us a writer, we couldn't even contain how big, how wide, how huge this love is that Paul is speaking of. And I'll just, just pause there. If you're watching this, wherever you are in the space-time continuum, God's love is that big where we couldn't even capture it with all the ink in the ocean. It's that powerful. In fact, I would just simply challenge or encourage or even just remind you, no matter what seeks to have power over you, uh, God's love, God's love simply has power over it. No matter what you face, no matter what tries to conquer you, God's love has has conquered it. There's another Hebrew poem, and let me just make sure this is still running good. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, okay, we're good. Um, there's another Hebrew poem, uh, well, poet, actually. His name is David. He talks about love in Psalms 36.5. Now, uh, Psalms 36.5 says, uh, God, your love, 
it reaches to the heavens. He uses a word for heavens, shamayum. Now, he simply says, God's love, your reaches to the shamayum, okay? Uh, this shamayum is this heavens. It's the, um, the, what you can see with your eye. And now, you got to understand that this is amazing because what we can see with our eye is a lot further than David ever could because of these things called telescopes. In fact, there are stars in the skies uh, right now that seven quadrillion, seven quadrillion Earths could fit inside that one star. Now, you know, if, if you don't know what seven quadrillion is, uh, I just wrote it here in my margins. That would be like if you took um, Newfoundland, Labrador, um, Newfoundland, Newfoundland, and you actually covered it with golf balls, it'd be like 15 meters thick of golf balls. That's how many earths fit inside this one star. The heavens that God's love reaches to are enormous. David pens that God's love reaches to the heavens and those heavens are bigger than what we can comprehend. And I'll just simply say, hey, if you're watching this and you wonder if God's love can reach you where you are at, if God's love can reach there to those stars beyond that place, then God's love can reach you right where you are. God's love will always meet you where you are. And his, his truth will never refuse to leave you there. But he can reach you right where you are. He can reach, it reaches to the heavens, it can reach to you. In the pit, in the isolation, in the ups and the downs, and all of the things that we sometimes think keep us from being reached by God's love. God's love reaches the Shemayim, it reaches to you. David, uh, by the way, even uses another word for love, um, this um, hesed, H-E-S-E-D. Uh, Jerry's probably, you know, going like this because I pronounced it wrong. But really, this love that David talks about, um, this hesed love has to do with, well, it's not pendant upon you or what you do. It's a commitment no matter what. I think David knew that because he knew what an uncommitted love felt like. He knew what a betrayal could be, and he knew what love could cover. It's so interesting to me. Um, and, and by the way, I know I'm talking a lot about love, and we're talking about these different metaphors, but I, I, I just got to say, you know, when it's cold outside in, in Winnipeg, and like, well, right now, and when it snows, and like, you know, basically, you know, I don't know, four weeks from now, um, we're going to look at that thermometer, you know, that, that thermometer that has that mercury, it measures all that. And we're going to be able to see how uh, cold it is or how warm it is in Celsius or here in the lower part of Canada in Fahrenheit in Minnesota. So the truth is, is I think some people think of love as it being um, quantitative. In other words, like you have a certain amount of love to give and then you deplete it, like my love for BDI drive-in, and then my love for, you know, tacos, and then Moxie's steak salad with that blue cheese, and then, you know, you just kind of keep going down the list until you have no love left, like you are depleted. Once you run out of love, once the thermometer goes to, you know, 
empty and all the red is in the bottom. It's, it's cold out, but love being the fact that it just, once it goes, we only have a certain capacity uh, for love. But, but love is not like that at all. Um, it's actually qualitative, quantitative. Yes, quantitative. I'm going with quantitative, lock it in a bob, 500. Okay, no whammies, perfect. But what we got to understand is our capacity to love is also then multiplied by other things. Like, for instance, uh, my friend Kay, he goes to your church, talks about this. And I want to show you this video because he says something so interesting to me when he says now he has five girls. You know, we, we take a lot of things for granted in life. One of those things are choices. If we were going to pick a child, we're going to look for a cute child, a pretty child, a handsome child and all of that. But these kids are probably looking at something totally different from what we are looking at. Now to see the table flip for people who need help to actually do have a choice to decide where the help is going to come from is a totally new way of looking at giving. It's very emotional right now, you know. Like, I mean, there were still so many pictures up there when she went straight for our picture. Now I have five girls. That's the way I see it. I, you know, I was now, I was outnumbered. Now I'm totally outnumbered. Did you catch that? We don't have the amount of love that is this much and then it depletes. We just get another thermometer. How does God so love the world? Because he has multiple thermometers for you and for me. Kay experiences firsthand through this beautiful thing uh, called sponsorship. And with World Vision, by the way, you need to be so proud of what they do all over the world. One of the most fiscally responsible NGOs in your country, really even on the face of the earth, they go and they do these community development projects where there is a church and they also do it where there is no church. We're talking food, clothing, education, the list goes on. But what happens, what I see and you hear from, from the words from that video, we think we have this capacity to love this much and then, well, we open ourselves up through this vehicle called sponsorship and we're given a whole nother thermometer for a whole nother person. God so loved the world. He loves you and he loves me with the same capacity. He's just got a thermometer for us all. And I think that's really encouraging because for me, when I'm challenged to love more, when I'm challenged to give more, when I'm challenged to really well, 
bring in someone from the outside, I'm not going to have my love depleted. I'm just going to have it multiplied. Uh, there's another word for love. It's a chava. And a chava is a Hebrew word that means love and it also means give. Uh, you got to understand that in Hebrew, there's only about 4,000 words. In English, there's, you know, about 100,000 words. And then if you're a Nufi, there's like about maybe, uh, you know, 150 words that, well, none of the rest of Canada actually uses. I, I've been there and I remember one time, you know, I said, uh, well, I'm going to go up and speak uh, to one of the guys at the side of the stage there. And he goes, well, fill your boots, man. F fill, fill your boots. Fill my boots with what? I mean, I, I anyways, never mind. Uh, but anyway, this word achava, it means to love and it also means to give. Uh, it's a transaction. And we see this so powerfully displayed in Christ's sacrifice. God so loved the world that he gave achava. He loved so he gave. That's because to give is to love and to love is to give. It's the same word in Hebrew, loving and giving. That is this transaction that Jesus paid with his life and therefore it's the most powerful form of love because it was the most costly form of payment uh, death achava love and give but we get to our our text in corinthians and what i love about it uh so much is this idea where love keeps no record of uh, of of wrong I mean, have you have you thought about that? Have you tried to do that? Have you like ever kept a list in your mind with your spouse or your significant other or your boss? <laughs> I mean, have you ever really been able to master the part where we don't keep that record of wrong? Well, if love doesn't keep a record of wrong, then I'll just submit to you that it keeps a record of right. If love keeps no record of wrong, then what does it keep a record of? It keeps a record of the right. It keeps a record of what is true, what is just, what is love. Now, I have seen this in my own life, but I also saw it in someone at Souls. I watched your video and it moved me. It moved me because of the record of right. It moved me because the without the perspective of love, keeping the record right, doing the new thing, writing more to the story, I don't think Jeremy would have this, this perspective. Without this love, I'm not sure, I'm not sure there would be rest of the story. Watch Jeremy's story as he talks about what he did and what was done and how love changed the game. Ten years ago, I was playing hockey and I broke my neck uh, in a hockey accident. So my life has now changed. I mean, what do I do? Do I get angry and just like become super bitter or do I just sort of accept this as like okay God what's next 
It's something that we've gone through just recently. Um, we actually had a had a miscarriage um, about a month ago, and which was which was really hard. And as a way to honor, you know, our child that we lost, you know, we should uh, feel that we should should sponsor another child to so that we know that it that it actually that it means something. Well, he actually wrote in his little write-up why he chose us. So he he wanted to become part of our family, or he wanted us for his family. And there, he I guess he could see something in us that he wanted to be a part of. He wants us to be the ones to sponsor him and to be to have a relationship with him. And it's it's actually pretty special. It's a pretty special feeling. Did you catch that? There was this wrong that was done. And then the quote, okay, God, what's next? Okay, God, make this right. Okay, God, I'm going to keep record of your... Like, isn't that amazing? I, 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 I am blown away at that story and that tragedy. And how on the other side of this, there is triumph. It's beautifully inspiring. In fact, you know what, Soul? I'll just simply say, can we celebrate just for a second, um, you know, the record of right that has happened? I, I have some of these things I have to read to you because it is so much. Do you know that in the past eight years, you have sponsored literally over 330 kids in Kenya? You have changed their life. That is a record of right. Uh, the impact on their families and communities cannot be un, un, uh, you know, like understated. The health sanitation, all of the support, the education, it's truly been like absolutely life-changing, really. Um, there are children during this COVID time. It's important to mention this, by the way, just because, well, it's one of those moments where they're very vulnerable. Do you know that in the midst of COVID-19, there were 13 abuse cases that were identified during this period. And this perpetrator that was harming them was actually brought to justice and sentenced for life. Um, and really, that is because these children had a covering. They had a protection. They had this thing called sponsorship. You did that. You protected those kids. You know what? Uh, the bottom line is there are um, children um, receiving letters um, in Tavita and in, 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 in Tunio, uh, specifically in Kenya, that have been having their lives been built from the inside out. Now, the money, the community development, the all of those feeding programs, the water programs. Oh, by the way, do you know that more people drink out of a freshwater well um, that World Vision dug than any other ministry? That's amazing. 
so all of that stuff though you got to understand um that's great that those are all externals they build the life from the outside in but internally when you write your child and by the way you can actually email your child when you sponsor them you you just set up your account you write it the translator translates it and brings it to the child it's amazing you can do it from your smartphone uh, that actually is building their life from the inside out proverbs 18 21 power of life and death is in the tongue continue to write that child continue to to pen those words that they may never hear so can i just simply say uh, on behalf of world vision canada and pastor jerry and all of the kids that you may never meet and all of the parents of those kids can i just say thank you thank you for investing in tunio and tavita uh, over the last eight years it has been truly life-changing. There was a, a, a chosen ceremony last year that many of you got to participate in. And you know what? There was some beautiful moments. Uh, moments where, personally, um, I watched some of these videos and uh, I couldn't help but, but weep. But the truth is, is some of you may have been wanting to get involved. Some of you may be looking for a chance to keep the record of right. Some of you may be looking for an opportunity to live out this thing called love. This force that reaches uh, to the heavens, that reaches those kids in Kenya, that reaches to you. This thing that is the most powerful, like ineffable, cannot be written. We cannot capture it force on the earth. You've been looking to uh, have a way to really let that loose into the world, into the heavens. And I'm just simply saying, would you join the rest of those, myself included, who have impacted and have seen love in motion make a difference in a kid's life? You know, there are children in that project actually right now that are waiting for someone in their greatest need to meet them in their greatest need. I know we're isolated, but I've learned this. Sometimes the greatest way out of our own isolation is just to simply invite someone into ours. Sometimes the greatest way through is to not go alone. What's true for us in this pandemic is only amplified for them. You know, the truth is, is, you know, poverty, poverty is like a way of life in this pandemic. Uh, well, I'm praying that it's a season of our lives, but you can change that. You can change that and you can be a part of the story that Soul has been writing in this part of Kenya for over eight years for hundreds of kids and their families as they display love and we're keeping the record of right. So get your phone out. I want you to get your phone out, and I actually, you're gonna need to text a number, okay? I'm gonna say this just simple, um, a, a few ways, but what you need to do is text hashtag soul, okay? So text hashtag soul, and the number you're gonna text is 1647 691 4673. Okay, um, 
I'm going to do that one more time real slow. Get your phone, okay? And you're not signing up for anything yet, okay? You, you know, you're getting your phone and texting the number does nothing. You have to complete the registration. It's like if we were there and I gave you a picture of a child, that does nothing. Filling out that form and returning it back to the, you know, the reg table, well, that's when sponsorship, that's when that hope, that's when that story's actually changed. So get your phone out. Whether you're going to do this or not, just wait with me here. And what you need to do is you need to text soul, hashtag soul, S-O-U-L. And then you're going to text the number 647. Okay, type it in, 647, okay, 691-4673. Check the number, 1-647-691-4673. Okay, I'm going to give you just a couple seconds because you made a mistake because I make mistakes all the time. Actually, I did because I didn't say one. So it's got to be one, six, four, seven, six, nine, one, four, six, seven, three, and then hashtag soul, S-O-U-L, the number sign and then soul. So text hashtag soul to six, uh, one, six, four, seven, six, nine, one, four, six, seven, three. And you will, well, literally give a, an opportunity for a child uh, to be brought right to your cell phone. And then all you got to do is uh, you'll have a description and a picture of the child um, with a URL from Tavita. And you need to then click that link and it'll go to a sponsorship page. There's just two steps. Uh, fill in your personal information and then your payment information. You can put it on a debit card or, excuse me, a credit card or just automatic bank withdrawal, whichever you'd like to do. But become a part of this movement called love. Keep a record of right. Soul Sanctuary, you have absolutely blown Kenya up with this love. Hundreds of children. I, I just want you to think about that for a second. Hundreds of children forever. Their lives are changed because of this love. This love that Paul talks about, this love that you have been walking through in this series, even today as we talked about being from a friend. I, I, I know I, I'm, I've been there before, but if I can ask you to do one thing, join the rest of us. Join all of the people through the last eight years at Seoul that have made a difference in a child's life. It's a beautiful time to keep the record of right. So, <clears throat> so let me pray for you, okay? Um, hold on. Let's make sure it's recording. Okay, good. So let me pray. God, I just thank you so much for what has happened at Soul Sanctuary over the past, well, since its inception. The people on a local level that you have allowed this family and this team and this church to reach. God, the things that we don't even know that happened, that happened. But God, the record of right that we have been keeping, that we see with 300 plus children, have forever changed. God, we celebrate that. Thank you for your faithfulness to these families. God, those that are here uh, with me digitally, I pray, Lord, that they will just simply keep a record of right as well and make this love known 
to the least of these. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, now I have a special surprise, just a simple video um, that you are going to absolutely love. Here we go. Pastor Gary and Soul Sanctuary Church, greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. My name is Hannah Nyale, and we were together in Taveta one year ago. Uh, and um, I would, it is my joy uh, today to give you updates of uh, what has transpired uh, in the past one year. Uh, we visited with you Mrabani Primary, where I'm uh, standing today. Uh, you remember uh, witnessing uh, those children uh, learning under, uh, under a tree. And uh, we thank God because uh, you good people allowed God to use you. You allowed yourselves to be uh, chosen. Uh, you've been able to support us. And uh, through that support and collaboration, we've been able to put up two grand classrooms, which you know, uh, uh, we are hoping in the next couple of weeks when uh, schools resume, though we, are, we will be able to move those young angels from that uh, tree now to those beautiful classrooms where they are now going to be able to learn under good environment away from the, uh, the rain, uh, the wind and everything else and they are going to enjoy uh, well-being as children. So friends, what can we say, uh, say, Soul Sanctuary Church, you've shown us overwhelming love and we are so, so grateful and we believe uh, uh, that, you know, this relationship is going to grow and we are going to explore greater heights together uh, by the grace of God. Thank you so, so much, friends. God's people, chosen people from Soul Sanctuary. This is the new block and uh, the children and parents in this community are very happy, very excited uh, to have such a new environment. May God bless you friends and we shall continue to pray for, for you, the entire church. Uh, be blessed. Jinalangu ni Rosi, nashukuru kwa ajili ya kanisalenu. Limeweza kutuona sisi tuliokuwa watoto wetu wanasomea kwenye miti na hata mawingu ya kija tulikuwa tunatatizika kwa ajili ya watoto wetu mvua ikija tunatatizika watasomea wapi Mungu awabariki kwa kutujengea darasa madarasa ya watoto wetu wachekechea tunasema asanteni sana Mungu wabariki na wote walio shiriki tunasema Mungu wabariki. One year ago it was so emotional to watch Rehema choose a rivalry hat uh, from Soul Sanctuary and uh, we are so overjoyed uh, that now this uh, relationship has borne fruits. Uh, now Rehema is no longer going to learn under a tree. Now she's going to learn in a better environment, very good classrooms. Ujambo rivali kwa majina nito Rehema, miakangu sita. Na kuja kwa imbia shairi. Mimi nataka kuwa mkuwa. Nikuwe na saidia za ziwangu. 
Napenda shule sana. Well, I have to admit that I'm challenged by that video. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm thrilled uh, by what I saw. I want to thank uh, Hannah and the rest of the World Vision team. Uh, when I was there in, in Kenya, uh, I was at that school, and we watched the kids sitting underneath a tree learning their, their whatever they were being taught. It was, it was crazy. It's surreal now to know that because of those of us who have committed to being a part of Chosen, that uh, World Vision has gone ahead and built these classrooms for these kids. This is fabulous. To which I say thank you to all of you who have been involved. And if you've been watching, Eric, and again, thank you, Eric, for jumping in and sharing with us your heart, your passion, your love for the body of Christ, but also for uh, kids around this world with World Vision. But if you have been challenged by Eric's uh, uh, appeal and you want to be a part of it, I encourage you to follow up on the number below and uh, join us. Join us in making a difference in just one way. So with all that said, uh, thanks for being with us today. It's been a great day. And I want to invite you all to uh, uh, for a blessing from me today. And in ancient times, the one who blessed extended his hands for a blessing. I'm going to do the best I can because I have my blessing here and I have the microphone here. So in essence, my hands are, are open to you to be blessed. So in ancient time, the one who blessed extended his hands for the blessing. Those receiving the blessing did likewise. Here's your blessing today. May the beauty of God be reflected in your eyes. And may the love of God be reflected in your hands. May the wisdom of God be reflected in your words and may the knowledge of God flow from your heart so that all might see and in seeing believe. Now, Soul Sanctuary, be blessed. We'll see you next week. Now go and live the church.